On this episode, we break down how COVID-19 has affected the sports world, the NFL draft and the NFL offseason, the future of college football, and what exactly is the South? All right, let's get it. You're listening to Boomer Dogs. The sacrifices that we personally made to be here are incredible. My wife's boyfriend sold his prosthetic leg on Craigslist to afford me the opportunity to be here. As soon as I get enough money to afford him a new leg at the end of next year, we'll I'm be right back. Oh, the from to be the greatest of all time, to say a sorry guy. All right, season two, episode three. We're going to kick things off with how COVID-19 has affected sports, let alone this podcast. I know we haven't been back in a hot minute. Uh, we are back now. We're recording through Skype, so apologize if things sound a little choppy. Um, we're we're kind of working, rolling through the punches here. So let's just start off, Lanier, I'll let you uh, kick off biggest loss in sports uh, through COVID-19. In my opinion, growing up a big golf guy uh, and sharing a birthday with Tiger Woods, I'm going to have to go with the Masters. Um, I still think they could have played it um, because of how much money they get from sponsorships. Now, granted, they obviously get a lot more from ticket sales, merchandise sales, food sales, stuff like that. Um, but I still think that they could have done it, and it was it's a it's just a shame that we couldn't have had it this year. But the Friday round is on my mom's birthday. So I'm trying to convince my dad to get tickets for her um, so she can go because that would be a heck of a birthday present. Yeah, I agree. Um, I know we were talking earlier and I was watching, I think, like the 2013 or 2014 Masters one day when I was like just doing some homework. Um, the Masters was a tough loss, I'd say. But with them rescheduling it, I can't say it's too much of a loss. I'm going to have to go with the clear and obvious uh March Madness, I think, is 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 a close is a winner, but it's a close tie between that and opening day of baseball. I think opening day of baseball, just being able to sit there have like the same way I do March Madness, have multiple screens on. You have those weird 2 p.m., 12 p.m. games uh, with like nobody in the stands, even though it's opening day. I think that's like one of my favorite things. But March Madness, just not knowing. Uh, who would win or who would come out of it. Uh, just the conference championships themselves, I think, was a huge loss, not being able to see conference championships uh, given out. I mean, Florida State got their trophy handed to them, and no one wanted to even touch it. Like, they were, like, trying to hand it to them, and all the players were just sitting there, like, looking at it. Like, it just didn't felt it didn't feel like it was deserved. Um, and I think a lot of teams felt that way. And it also sucks because because it is college sports. Uh, students have to do what's best for like their own interest, and a lot of these guys are going to move on. And we saw a lot of t- teams who don't normally make to how I mean don't normally do as good as they were doing. Such as like we had a Dayton team that was unreal. We had a Florida State team that could have produced something, and then there was plenty of teams out there that were they were doing a lot better than expected. I mean, we had a Wisconsin team that was actually coming back throughout the season. So it's just, it's unfortunate because a lot of these guys, especially the people who won't be able to play uh, in the NBA, that was like their last, their last game ever. Uh, So I think March Madness, just like a huge loss there. And uh, it's funny because like when it first started, I don't know about you, but when it first started, I felt like it was an overreaction. So I'd be like the first person to be like, 
this this kept, should keep going. This should keep going. And now seeing where it's at, I mean, it makes a lot of sense why it didn't happen. Uh, but yeah, I, I think just the loss of March Madness in like opening day, because who knows where if baseball, I mean, when it will start, what time it will start. And then we also have NBA season who I think it's over. I don't see them coming back and playing another game. I think another loss too was NCAA baseball um, because we were just getting into conference play um, for the most part. And so I think I think that was a big loss there. But thankfully, all the spring sports, they got their year of eligibility back for all those student athletes. That's huge for a lot of teams. And it's going to keep a lot of teams. And I know for Mississippi State, we had our ace pitcher, uh, Gin. He hurt his shoulder very early on in the season. And um, so he'll get to stay for another year, hopefully. Um so, I mean, it's just, yeah, that was another tough loss with Omaha. Should be starting up in about a month and a half, but it, you know, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. It, I, yeah, all of college sports just is a really big blow because, like I said, there is, uh, there is those, like, few that will make it to professional level or will make it to, like, a practice squad in football and things of that sort. But on the other hand – there's a lot of people, especially like those seniors, even though they have a year of eligibility, you know, they might want to be more realistic and start their careers or things of that sort. So, um, and especially like those who like aren't on scholarship, especially your spring sports, you don't have as many scholarships as you do with football. So these students are actually having to pay to live and pay to do all that stuff. So, yeah, I think college sports took a huge, huge hit. Um, and we're already, we're already seeing, uh, certain schools i think i saw university of cincinnati they canceled their men's soccer program which to some isn't a huge loss but is that a like is that a, a rolling stone that will see gain more traction throughout other colleges especially if football doesn't come back i think we're going to see a lot of colleges start to cancel sports that aren't as popular which is unfortunate for those who like are attending that school yeah definitely our next topic uh, we're going to get into is the NFL draft and the NFL NFL offseason. Because we've been gone for so long, we have missed so much in the offseason. Uh, we have Tom Brady with the Buccaneers, DeAndre Hopkins just getting stolen uh, by the Cardinals. We have uh, Phillip Rivers going to the Colts, Marcus Mariota going to the Raiders. It goes on and on and on. Calais Campbell being traded to the Ravens. So, uh, biggest off-season move, what do, you, what do you think? What do you see there? I definitely think it was Rivers going to uh, the Colts. Um, Ooh, bold pick there. Yeah, well, I don't, like, I don't like Tom Brady. Uh, still bitter about Super Bowl 51. That was a tough pill to swallow. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he does over there um, in Indianapolis. Uh, but I think, I think they'll do well. Um, they also just changed their logo and uniforms and it looks pretty sweet. Um, so I think I'm excited to see what the Colts do this season. Uh, I got a fraternity brother of mine who's a huge Colts fan. Um, and so he was super pumped. I texted him a little bit. He's super excited. The Colts fans, uh, just looking at their Twitter and stuff, they're super excited. Um, so I'm excited. Like, it'll be interesting to see what the Colts do this year. I think that was a huge move for them. I 
I will disagree with that. I think Phillip Rivers is, is decent, um, and he has a couple years left in him. He might have even possibly could face retirement this year um, before he got traded. Oh, well, not traded, but went, before he went to the Colts. Uh, I, I love Jacoby Brissett, too. I think he's a, a growing quarterback that has a lot of potential in the NFL. Um, I would have to say, obviously, uh, Tom Brady is the biggest move going to the Bucs. I mean, a lot of people didn't see it coming, uh, but I think DeAndre Hopkins going to the Cardinals is just still something that I'm so confused about. Uh, they said that there was a bunch of issues within the organization. And then as we speak, uh, there's rumors that Leonard Fournette's leaving Jacksonville, which Jacksonville's gotten rid of everybody. Um, so for Leonard Fournette to leave also. But I think uh, it's because um, if you watch a lot of what Leonard Fournette's saying, what he's doing, he's not agreeing at all with the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. And I don't, and I, even though that that's the last star player they have, um, I think that organization is like built on a lot of uh, like family ties type style, and I think that they're they'll get rid of you even if it means that they lose the entire season. Uh, I've met the the Khan family, and they're like the nicest people I've ever met in my life, and they're like built on like just a family ties and like the love for one another. So I do see. That relationship kind of going similar to how DeAndre Hopkins happened. Uh, but um, moving forward, we have the NFL draft tomorrow by the time this is released. Uh, what do you look forward to in this NFL draft? I think we've got a lot of good quarterbacks out there, obviously. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see the order of the quarterbacks. Um, that's what I'm excited for. Um It'll be. I know there's some Mississippi State guys out there. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they go. Um, there's a there's a couple of questionable moves by some of the players, um, like if they should go or not. Um, like especially because one of our guys got hurt early on in the season and only played I think maybe five games between hurt and suspended. Um, so I think. I think it'll be interesting to see where some of those guys go, but I think we're going to have a, a interesting look with all the quarterback. You know, there's rumors between Herbert and uh, Burrow, the order of that, obviously that's going to be huge. So I guess we'll just find out, sit back. I know me and some of my friends, we're going to have a little watch party and we're going to, we're going to hang out uh, and just chill and watch the game, the, the draft and it'll be crazy. But it'll it'll definitely be one for the for the memories, I think. So, uh, yeah, the NFL draft should be interesting. I will say um, I watched the first nine picks of the um, WNBA draft just to see how like the format would work out. <laughs> like I was I was like I want to see how a draft. Is done like through like teleconference style so i watched that to see how that worked out it was interesting but a lot of people aren't used to and you can see this through certain shows they're not used to doing like the teleconference style where like the delay so there was like tons of delay between like the players receiving the picks and then obviously with cameras on everybody they can see clearly who is picked like so early on um and so it gets rid of which is just 
I kind of wish it was like this. It gets rid of that like super long delay when like the pick is in and then they go to commercial break for like 15 minutes, but it's obvious who got picked. Um, so that, that will be probably the most interesting takeaway of everything. Um, I, me and my good friend always look forward to like the, the stupid trades that teams make. Um, I'm looking at CBS draft prediction right now and they have uh, one person has Tua getting taken in the fifth pick first round by Miami. The next person has Miami trading Detroit a pick to go two up. Tip, uh, typical to like the Chicago to get Trubisky move. So I love when teams do that stupid like move up for no reason type of thing. Um, and it will be interesting to see if any of those happen. What do you think the biggest flop out of this draft will be? So every draft has that player that's like, you know, um, Kansas City picked their quarterback right before. I mean, well, I think two or three picks after Mitchell Trubisky. So <laughs> that's something that's always brought and rubbed in my face as a Bears fan. What What do you think we'll see out of this one? Um. I think I think Tua is going to be the flop. I don't think he's going to be fully I recovered agree. yet. I agree. I, I, I just don't see him doing very well. Um, I think he, and even if they do rest him his rookie season um, to get him healed or whatever, um, I, I, I don't think he's going to do well. I think he should have stayed, but then again, I'm all for athletes staying um especially when you're injured like that because alabama has some of the best uh what's uh athletic trainers and they have all the resources um yeah and i I feel like i feel like he would have been a lot better off if he had stayed one more season i think he could have won the heisman if he had taken his time and recovered especially with this whole thing going on he'd have nothing but time to recover, so maybe that could have sped up the recovery. But I think he's going to be the biggest bust out of this draft. Yeah, I think Tua is going to be a bust out of this draft. And this may be biased, but I do think um, people are sleeping on my boy Jalen Hurts. I think that that is a big uh, sleeper pick there. Um, I've heard reports of him going to Pittsburgh from Mel Kuyper. I've also heard reports of Chicago grabbing him, which seems like a very Chicago thing to do, to pay Nick Foles so much money, have Mitchell Trubisky, and then still draft a quarterback when we need everything else. I will be happy to get Jalen Hurts as a fan, um, but that would be a dumb move. But I hear some teams that are like really looking into him. I think they said like five GMs have been in conference constant con- uh, conferences with him so i think that that is a huge sleeper pick out of this draft um i think that is something that people may talk about way down the road i think joe burrow is going to be a decent quarterback i think we're going to see a baker mayfield style quarterback out of him not not as good as he was in college but a decent quarterback nothing to nothing to bench um moving forward with that talking about college football college football going forward do we start on time, and what are some predictions you have out of the season? I think we will start on time. Um, I think that, you know, we're about to peak up here in Maryland. I think Georgia's about to peak. Tennessee's about to peak. Um, a lot of the states are about to peak, and so after that, obviously, it will start to go down. Um, 
So I think we will start on time. I think um, fans will be a little bit skeptical. I think that there will still be a lot of stuff in place, even though it'll be all, all clear by then. Um, but, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see who comes out and who doesn't, who's working during this offseason even though there isn't much, like, even though they can't do group workouts, it's going to be interesting to see the individual players and how they're trying to get better or maybe not get better. Um, and so I think, yeah, it'll just be, it'll just be interesting to see for sure. Yeah. And I know I read these off, I think in our last episode, but it was uh, a hot minute ago. So I want to refresh the memory the Vegas odds for next year are absolutely insane. Um, I don't know if Vegas is seeing something that we're not, but we have the top four as they're expecting Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, LSU, who has absolutely nobody. Um, you have Georgia next, Florida Gators, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Texas, and Oregon. Those are your top 10 for the best odds to win the national championship. I think uh, Vegas may be celebrating um, a specific holiday of marijuana a little bit more than some of the other people because uh, those odds, I think, are just absolutely insane. I don't know how LSU is number four and how we have Notre Dame above Oklahoma. It's just crazy. This season should be interesting. I know uh, a lot of teams have uh, lost their quarterbacks, obviously. Uh, LSU, Alabama, uh, Oregon, Oklahoma – uh, so we'll see how the, the next man steps up. Um, there's not too much that we can base off of because we missed the spring games, right. uh, and the spring games are, are actually kind of vital because it shows, uh, the next quarterback coming up, um, and who plays better against, uh, a quarterback than their own defense. I mean, they can, they, they practice against them all the time. They can read their eyes better than anybody else. So I think, that it's it's really interesting. That's when we saw uh, Jameis come out really in college was through the spring game, and people were like, okay, cool, we have a quarterback that's actually might be better than EJ Manuel. And I, that sounds funny, but at the time, I remember as a Florida State fan, people were like, what are we gonna do now? We don't have EJ Manuel, and EJ Manuel only brought us to like the Orange Bowl. Like we did not do that great with him. But then the next year, obviously, we won a national championship with Jameis Squints Winston, um, who. Speaking of which, just got his eye surgery, so watch out the NFL. Even though he's not on a team right now, he got his LASIK surgery, um, which I guess we should have probably done that forever ago. Uh, and Jameis Winston is back. College football will be back. NFL is coming back. With that, we're going to who would have thought of the week. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. What is your who would have thought of this week? Uh, I'm going to stick in the NFL. I know I'm not a big NFL guy. Uh, but being from Atlanta, I am a huge Falcons fan. I think we're going to have another bad draft. I okay. think because <laughs> hear me out the past two seasons, right? We've, we've last, last year, I think we had the 14th or 15th pick this year. We have the 16th. That's horrible draft position. We didn't get the players that we needed in my opinion. I mean, even now we have Todd Gurley. So, I mean, we might do a little bit better, um, but he's only signed for a one-year contract, and I could see the the Falcons doing uh, to him what they did to what the Braves did to Josh Donaldson. Um, 
So I think I think they're going to have another mediocre season. Even though I think we need to go if we if we are realizing that the, our season isn't going well, I think we need to just hold back the horses, and I think we need to go for a draft spot like we should have done the past couple of seasons. Um, yep. And so I think they're going to have another mediocre season, and it pains me to say this because uh, one of my best friends is a Saints fan, and he gives me a ton of crap for it. Um, but I think we're going to have another mediocre season, even though we do have new uniforms. Speaking of that, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to bring that up. That is the biggest crime of this offseason is those horrendous uniforms. I love them. Those uniforms are equal to the Jacksonville uh, uniforms that they used for like two years with the the, uh, the different color, the two-tone and color helmets. I like those that, too. <laughs> well, that makes sense. That they kept for like, I think like a year or two, and then they immediately changed them to like, like a practice jersey looking thing. Um, almost everybody is changing their jerseys right now. Uh, we have the Chargers changing their jersey. We have the Browns saying they changed their jersey, but although I keep looking at them and I cannot see the difference, uh, we have uh, the Patriots using their color rush jerseys as their main jerseys, which I think a lot of teams should do because those jerseys are actually pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, we have Atlanta. We have uh, the Buccaneers with their new jerseys. I think the Rams uh, got new jerseys. The Rams did get New Jersey's, yeah. It's like the it's like the Browns, like mentioned New Jersey's. Um, so yeah, that's the biggest crime of this offseason. With you speaking about the draft, uh, you said that the the Falcons are gonna do bad in the draft. Uh, the Bears have two picks in the second round and the sixth round, and that's it. <laughs> Uh, we don't have one in the first that I'm looking at. We don't have one in the first. Um, we don't have one in uh, the third or the fourth because uh, we traded pretty much everything for Khalil Mack. So um, it, it should be interesting what we do with our limited picks. My who would have thought of the week is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do not make the playoffs. I, I think – I think that there's way too much hype behind them. It's the same hype as the Browns last year when they got Odell Beckham Jr. Everyone thought, oh, look at them. They like Their odds were like second or third to win the Super Bowl. I don't think they even make the playoffs. Um, I think that this is overhyped as it can be. Uh, Tom Brady's great, but uh, one quarterback can't change everything. Um, I think if we're looking at QBRs, by the way, fast fact, James Winston and Tom Brady had the same QBR last year. Obviously, <laughs> if you look deeper into the stats, QBR obviously doesn't mean too much. But Bucks do not make the playoffs. With that, that is your who would have thought of the week. Moving into the controversial question. What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. But I watch you a lot. You ask a lot of stupid questions. So controversial question of the week. What exactly is the South? And by that, I mean what states are in the South, what regions are the South. This question was brought up by one of our friends uh, at a dinner party. Uh, her name is Hannah, and it gave me an amazing idea to put this on the show because if you talk to people from the South, it is the most controversial question of the week. No, With yes. that being said, kick it off, Lanier. All right, here we go. This is, this is going to be interesting. We're going to get a lot of haters for this. Um, for, for starters, Florida is not the South. Florida Oof. is its own 
I know, I know that I know you're gonna be mad. Florida is its own entity. Um, Texas is in its own category because if you ask somebody from Texas, they don't say they're from the South. They say they're from Texas. And there's just so much pride there. And honestly, they could go back to being the Republic of Texas. And um, <laughs> I think I think West Virginia is also in its category, its own category. Some people would claim it as the South um, with their hillbilly-like ways. Um, I think West Virginia is in its own category. I think it's Arkansas, Louisiana, Tennessee, Mississippi, Bama, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, and Kentucky. I don't think Missouri's in the South. I consider them more Midwest. All right, here we go. I have specific states, and only one, two of them are split up. Um, Southern Virginia is the South. Uh, West Virginia, Kentucky, Tennessee, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Louisiana, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Texas, and North Florida. Leading it like the line is drawn just above Orlando. Okay, I, I would I know, assume the line would have been like Kissimmee. Yeah, yeah. Or so maybe, that's like just that's like just south. Yeah. So yeah, I'd say like just above Orlando because where I was, where I'm from, everybody drives lifted trucks, smokestacks, camo seats, and I'm about like. 30 minutes north of Orlando. So like, that's where I think that's like literally where the line is drawn. Cause everything, I mean, the we have the, uh, the most alligator infested lake in like, uh, I think all of America. I don't know if it's like what, what it, what records it breaks past that. And we have like the most camo airboats running around. Like it, it, it is the the epitome of the South. And then if you go to Tallahassee and Gainesville, besides the colleges, it is as hillbilly South as it gets. Um, and then, you know, there are t- different types of South also, I'll say, because you did say like Texas is its own. You get a little bit Western and Oklahoma. I think a defining factor is, and there are outliers, so don't hold me to this. If you have a Waffle House and a Zaxby's in your city, you might be in the South. Because That's- they're outliers. There are some like Zaxby's sitting around. Like I know up here we have uh, a Waffle House, an outlier, but there's not a, not a Zaxby's in the same place. If you have a Zaxby's or a Raising Cane's, I'll say that too, because you go a little west, you start to get Raising Cane's. A Zaxby's or a Raising Cane's and a Waffle House in the same two mile radius, I think that you are in the South. And I think, like I said, everybody has their own uh, opinions on that one, and people get all hot and heated about it. But I think we both made some solid arguments. Yeah, there are some states um, that, like Louisiana, has their own, like, Cajun culture. They are, like, very southern. I mean, you start watching, like, swamp people, and (laughs) those people are definitely in the south. But they also have, like, a Cajun flair to them. Same as, like, Texas. They're in the south, but they got, like, the western... Uh, Texas pride type style to them. Yeah, that's for sure. So with that being said, that is our controversial question of the week. That's all we have for you this episode. Check out our Twitter and Instagram at boomerdogs underscore show. Also give us a call, leave us a message, or give us an idea for a controversial question of the week, and we'll put you on the show 662-268-7762. 
practice social distancing, and stay at home. See you next episode, you filthy animals. Almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Life is older, older than the.